Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We hear the numbers associated with the ongoing coronavirus outbreak daily, whether from the state and the city of Chicago or other municipalities and counties. This is, of course, a global pandemic. COVID-19 is exacting a cost on our society in many ways. This weekend, we're going to illustrate that toll and the way officials are confronting it by focusing on the experiences of one county, West Suburban DuPage. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. At the time that we're recording this, I can say that DuPage County has had more than 13,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus and more than 500 deaths. Now, these are not Chicago numbers or some of the state's hotspots like the Metro East area, but they're significant. Medical personnel have had to deal with the outbreak. Businesses had to close or severely cut back, and the people who work in those places have been affected, losing pay or maybe even losing jobs. In this half hour, we want to look at what's happening on the ground, how officials are responding, and how communities can recover from a calamity like no other that we've seen. My guests are at the forefront in various ways. Karen Ayala is executive director of the DuPage County Health Department, and she's actually been on this program before. We're also joined by Bob Larson, the chairman of the DuPage County Board's Finance Committee, and Greg Bedeloff, the president and CEO of Choose DuPage, which spearheads economic development. We are practicing social distancing, and this discussion is through Zoom conferencing, so welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Karen, I'm going to start with you. It seems like COVID-19 has hit the densest and most economic and culturally diverse communities harder than others. Am I reading the numbers right? I believe so. I think there is something to um, the fact that when people live and Um, work, play, and pray in communities that are highly dense, um, that that it provides uh, fertile ground for the virus to spread, yes. Um, Karen, can we talk about the way things are going in DuPage right now? I mean, Illinois and Chicago have been seeing a rise recently as more people go back into the world. What's the situation in DuPage right now? Um, our trends are, are mirroring both the, the state and the, the national trends, um, which I, I think is uh, no mystery and at the same time, um, no need for panic. Again, the, the virus needs a human host and the more, um, the more people are out and about, um, the more opportunities the virus has to spread. Um, 
That being said, we're working very hard with our communities to understand the importance of continuing the prevention measures of um, wearing a mask at all times and, and while social and physical distancing. Um, we've been working with our businesses and, and really appreciate the partnership with Choose DuPage and others to, to really support our businesses in not only opening, but remaining opening and remaining open and viable as we transition into this new phase. And let's bring in uh, Choose DuPage. Greg Bedelov, the uh, statewide lockdown that almost no one thought would last so long has really had a serious impact on business. Give us a sense of how bad it has been. I think it's been pretty bad, Craig. The hospitality industry in particular has been hard hit. Leisure travel and business travel have virtually ground to a halt. Hotel occupancy rates in DuPage County, which typically occupy, uh, hover around 65 to 70% during midweek, plummeted all the way down to 3%, 5%. Starting to see a bit of an uptick and starting to see some hotels showing 30% occupancy rates again from a midweek perspective. Staycations and people trying to get out of their house and do things local, visit family, but stay in a hotel because that's safer than staying with family. So we're starting to see a little bit of an uptick, but unemployment over 13%. Class A office vacancies in DuPage County, which is traditionally one of our strong suits, are now approaching 20%. So these are big issues. Businesses are adapting, social distancing, trying to figure out ways to bring employees sit back safely, but sales tax is hurting. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom. There are some industries that are flourishing. There's some industries, uh, the tech industry, obviously we're doing this on Zoom. Uh, try to find a tea time in DuPage County these days. It seems like golf is more popular now than ever before because you can do it safely and social distance. So businesses are adapting, but it's certainly a challenge. Um, have some parts of DuPage County been in better shape or, or worse shape because of their economic balance? I know some communities might have a lot of grocery stores. Uh, others have big shopping malls that uh, really got slammed. Yeah, we like to say that the economy in, in DuPage County is a mile wide and uh, an inch deep, and that's good. It, it kind of protects us. We have a strong manufacturing base specialty manufacturing in the northeast section of the county. We do have a lot of retail establishments. We do have some big malls. Those malls have been hurt, Craig. Those malls were hurting prior to the pandemic as the retail focus shifts to e-commerce and online. And this has really just amplified it. But certain sectors where uh, we have a heavy retail focus and the malls are the ones that are struggling. The, the restaurants Again, people, people enjoy eating out and the restaurants and the municipalities and the local leaders have just done a fantastic job in trying to accommodate those restaurants with outdoor dining, closing down main streets, putting up barricades to afford restaurants the ability to serve their customers. Um, Bob Larson, what has it been like for the DuPage County Board to face a crisis like this where really everyone is hurting in one way or another? We feel a tremendous uh, sense of responsibility to do everything that we can to help our community. It's, it's hurt our tax base, but we knew that was going to happen. The good news is that we've planned for this sort of thing for many years. We've been very responsible in our budgeting. We haven't taxed to the max like a lot of governmental entities have, 
And yet at the same time, we found ways to deliver the services that we deliver without uh, going through all those tax increases and without borrowing against the future. So we're in a very solid financial position, but we are going to be hit hard by this. Our sales tax revenue for this year is going to be down close to $20 million. And, and that's a big hit for us. We've tried to adjust for that by uh, reducing expenses and we've done a good job of that. Some of that may be made up by CARES Act dollars uh, where we can apply it appropriately, but it's gonna hit us this year and it's gonna hit us next year. And we just wanna make sure that in trying to address those issues, we're not gonna just do it on the backs of the taxpayers um, and we're gonna try to provide help to them. So that's what we've been working on. What were some of the, the first moves that, that the county really had to do? I mean, we're all of a sudden we're talking about a situation in which the county board probably couldn't even meet uh, very easily. What, what was the, the you know, ground zero when it started happening? Well, we, we learned to live on Zoom initially. Uh, I've spent half my life on Zoom, it seems, of late. Uh, the staff have been absolutely incredible. Every department, the elected officials have all come together and figured out ways to continue to deliver those services while social distancing, working remotely, allowing remote access to the public, and doing those sorts of things. So we took a lot of those measures. We bought the technology that we needed to have so that people who didn't have home computers, who didn't have access, could get that access so they could continue to work. We redid some of the office spaces so that people could socially distance and and that sort of thing. And then we basically told our department heads and the elected officials, we're not gonna just randomly across the board cut people's headcounts, and we're not gonna just say hiring freeze. We're gonna do a smart freeze, for lack of a better term. We're gonna say, if you don't need to fill a position right now, then don't fill it. Save money where you can, and that will protect us going forward. Um, the departments have worked very hard to cut their costs and look at anything that can be pushed down the line. Um, we don't know when we're going to come out of this crisis, but we started this crisis with something akin to an $80 million cash balance in our reserves because of smart budgeting over the last several years. So we can weather this storm. And, and let's, let's talk about uh, getting through this because as you said, you don't want to tax the taxpayers anymore. So you've got to get help from somewhere else to replace all that revenue. What have you been able to secure and what do you need to secure? It's a tough question. Uh, even if we wanted to raise taxes, and in the 10 years I've been on the board, we've only raised the tax levy once. And we know that's just not going to make sense for people to do that again right now. The board seems to have no appetite for that. Um, and so we have to look for other ways. Sales tax is more than 50% of our expenditures or of our revenue. Um, and then we also got hit hard by the court filings. We, the clerk's office uh, for the circuit court also generates a lot of revenue for us. And that's down about $2 million because of delays in the function of the court system. So we'll need for those to bounce back. Uh, we're going to have to continue to tighten our belts on the expense side. There's no question about that. And we're hoping, we're documenting every expense we can possibly document that can cover the CARES Act dollars that we have so we can use those. But the CARES Act, as I'm sure you're aware, doesn't allow us to just say, we're gonna use this money to replace lost revenue. So we're hoping uh, for some economic recovery. But as I said, we are in a good financial position because we've planned well over the years. So we may have to uh, dip into our cash reserves a bit so that we don't make drastic cuts and make the situation worse than it already is. Um, 
how hopeful are you that you are going to get the kind of aid that will cover lost tax revenue? You know, if I had a crystal ball, I'd love to uh, tell you what the answer to that is. We get different information from our federal lobbyists all the time. I'm sure everyone has seen the discussions going back and forth in Congress. There are different views there as to whether state and local governments should be, quote unquote, bailed out, whether they should receive money to replace their lost revenue. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get more revenue replacement money. There's been talk that the CARES Act dollars, and we got a check for $161 million from the federal government, whether they will loosen the reins on that a bit to say you can use that for lost revenue or not. That's been part of the discussion nationally, but we don't have that answer. And that's, I think, going to be something we're not going to get an answer for anytime soon. Greg Betelov, uh, I know that uh, in DuPage, excuse me, in Cook County, one of the complaints was that the money didn't get down to the businesses and frankly, even some of the local municipalities as quickly as they'd hoped. What kind of aid are the businesses in the county seeing? Well, first we probably should start with the, all of the products available through the SBA and PPP and uh, Choose DuPage worked very closely with our database in the business community to make all the businesses in DuPage aware of the idle money that was available and the PPP money and we served as a conduit to connect those small businesses with banks that were in the PPP program. But I think what uh, Finance Chairman Larson just mentioned is, is a really good segue, Craig, because the county received 160 million plus or minus in CARES Act dollars and immediately allocated $7 million to a small business relief program that is being administered by Choose DuPage. And we were able to deploy over six million of that $7 million allocation to the small business community within DuPage in less than 60 days. And I think by pretty much any measure, that program has been a tremendous success in getting those CARES Act dollars into small businesses, restaurants, hair salons, uh, accounting firms, transportation companies, you name it from A to Z. And the county, just allocated an additional $9 million to that program for a total of $16 million that we're trying to pump into the local economy. The first tranche of money had a restriction on it that if you received PPP money, you were ineligible for the program. Happy to let you know that the current $9 million doesn't have that same restriction. We know PPP was an eight-week program. We know businesses are still hurting. We opened the portal for folks to apply at choosedupage.com a week ago yesterday, and we already have over a thousand applicants in the portal. So we know businesses are still hurting. We're going to continue to work, as Bob said, with our federal lobbyists to make sure that the Treasury Department provides us clear guidelines on what the funds can be used for and try to get it in the hands of the business community just as quickly as possible. My inbox is flooded on a daily basis now with thank you emails and actually good old-fashioned greeting cards from businesses in DuPage thanking us for deploying these resources and getting them out into the market. So hopefully, it, that it, clearly that's not a cure-all. We still have challenges in front of us. Uh, we still have to do everything we can with the health department to market DuPage as perhaps a more open space where social distancing is easily or more easily or more readily achieved so that businesses and 
those consumers and those customers who frequent those businesses can come back and feel safe. And we're working on a marketing program right now in conjunction with the health department and our convention and visitors bureau to help people feel better. And that's a challenge, Craig. How do you help somebody feel safe or safer from COVID? But we know that we don't have crowded elevators that go up 50, 60 stories. And to be clear, that's not a knock against Chicago because in DuPage, we know that a good, strong economy in Chicago is good for DuPage and vice versa. But now might be the time for DuPage County to really capitalize on a little more open feel and a little more open spaces where social distancing can be more readily achieved for businesses. You're listening to News Radio 780's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore. We're talking about COVID-19 recovery in DuPage County via Zoom conferencing with DuPage County Board Member Bob Larson, who chairs the Board's Finance Committee, Karen Ayala, the DuPage County Health Director, and Greg Bedelov, President of Choose DuPage. Uh, Karen Ayala, let's talk about the health response uh, as it was and as it is now. I mean, you've got some top hospitals in DuPage and a strong health department, uh, we know that, but how well was the system able to keep up as this was unfolding and as it continues to go on? Sure, I think, I think as you pointed out, um, we do have a very strong health and public health um, system across DuPage County and certainly the health department is an anchor probably or, or one of the anchors in both of those sectors. Um, uh, but not clearly, we are joined by many, many partners in that. Our health systems did a phenomenal job in expanding capacity to deal with, uh, with the increased number of cases and the increased number of cases requiring hospitalization back in the early spring. They've now been able to um, pivot and, and maintain both uh, the numbers of um, individuals continuing to be admitted for COVID like illness, as well as expand into some of the elective and preventative um, health measures. The health department too, if I could just for a minute, has not only been in response mode for um, the pandemic, but also we are a safety net provider ourselves. So um, we provide food and nutrition assistance to um, <clears throat> tens of thousands of families across the community through the WIC program. We are, the, we are the crisis um, mental health provider. Um, we have maintained our 24-7 uh, suicide and crisis mental health service and our crisis respite services. And we know that those have been impacted um, not only over concerns about um, the, the COVID virus spreading, but also some of the, some of the impact from an ep economic standpoint as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think anybody is ever going to say that they were absolutely ready for a, for a global pandemic um, to occur, um, but I do think that we as a county have been able to mobilize our services and our, our um, capacity in a way that has helped bring us through um, the, the initial wave of disease activity, great disease activity in our county, and prepare, for, prepare more effectively for what's coming next. Now, I would assume that the focus now is uh, turning more to things like testing and contact tracing. Uh, 
how's, how's the capacity for doing that? And also, are you seeing, you know, much resistance as we sometimes are seeing, some of it political, some of it uh, just people not liking the idea of masks? Uh, have you seen much of that in DuPage? So, so uh, fortunately, we have uh, seen, I would, I think, um, in large part because of the support that we have gotten at the highest of levels at our county, it, it, through our county board, as well as our business leaders, um, they have always prioritized the health aspect of our response first. And, and by, by doing that, they have made, um, made it very clear that um, if, it, you know, if we don't maintain the health uh, and, and safety of our residents, then everything else is is um, is, uh, is lost potentially. So I think that has helped us. Do we have individuals who are um, deniers of whether uh, masks are important? I suppose we do. Um, we try very hard to make sure that people understand from a science and a health perspective um, why masks are important versus just mandating that people may wear masks. So, um, yeah, I think we have, we have been able to pivot um, and, and testing is still, um, we set up and established our county-based testing site in mid-June. We have seen huge response to that. We've had um, over 15,000 individuals tested. Um, we added capacity to that testing site because of um, the interest um, for that, and we have made plans to extend that um, into the fall months. So I think we're ready. Okay, well, thank you. Bob Larson, uh, can you talk about the relationship between the county in these efforts and the municipalities that are at the ground level and how relief efforts are going there? Sure. So obviously, we're not the, the only governmental entity that's been hit hard by this. It's, every level has been hit hard. We've looked for ways that we can support our municipalities and do so within the confines of the CARES Act. We have to comply with the law. But we've allocated $43 million of the money that we received to the various municipalities on a town-by-town uh, -town basis based upon population, which exceeds what the state has done, which exceeds what Cook County has done, any other place. So we've, we've partnered very well with those municipalities to try to get them some of the help that will offset things. Now, some people have asked us, well, why can't we just use the money to offset our lost revenue? I don't control that. The law says it can't be done that way. CARES Act has three basic requirements. The money has to be spent before the end of the year. It has to be spent on COVID-19 related expenses, and it uh, cannot be for something that's already in the budget or to replace lost revenue. So within the confines of that, we know there's plenty of need out there. We know that there are people working overtime. There are police officers and first responders working overtime. We know that people are buying personal protective equipment and amending the way that they interact with the public. And so we're gonna do what we can to support them. And I just have to say, by the way, I'm, I'm on the board of health with Karen Ayala and she and her team have just been amazing. And working with Greg at Choose DuPage, they've just been such incredible partners for us in reaching out to the community and dealing with what is really a twin crisis. It's a healthcare crisis and a financial crisis. And that's why DuPage County, I think, has been handling this so well. And Craig, if I could amplify that, you know, sure. when, all this, when all this started um, and 
the business community was awaiting guidance from whether it was the state or the feds in terms of when can we open or how can we open. And I was fielding dozens of phone calls a day about help, 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 help. Uh, Karen and her team at the health department and the folks at Choose DuPage in conjunction with the county said, all right, we can either wait for something to come from the state or we could start drafting some of our own guidelines. Now, fortunately, the state came through and, and came, whether we agree with it or disagree with it, the state came out with their five-phase five phase plan, but it was really critical and the business community knew it, that we were working hand in hand with the health department. The health department recognized that, and we all do, that safety is paramount, but the health department also recognized the importance of a vibrant economy in DuPage and the impact that an, an economic downturn is gonna have on the health of the residents of Choose DuPage. We put a plan together, we presented it to the county board, and as I said, the state uh, then adopted their plan. But I think it's important that we recognize that and we continue to move forward and we continue to work with the health department about things the business community is saying to us about how they can operate more safely, lessons they've learned, and how that can translate into reopening more and more businesses in DuPage County in a safe manner. And let's talk about that just a little bit more because, um, you know, I'm sure there must be some businesses that aren't sure they can come back after all of this. And do you have any sense of what portion of business will not survive this? Yeah, I mean, again, I hate to pick on the hospitality and tourism industry, but uh, hotels are all over DuPage County. And we've been talking to several of them that are concerned that they will be able to survive this. And that is, of course, dependent upon business travel. If business travel does not pick up the simple economics, right, the need for those hotels for midweek stays is just not going to be there. And we have big hotels in DuPage County right now that are operating with a staff. I was in a meeting yesterday with a staff of 10 people where the entire hotel would have previously had close to 300 people. So yeah, there are businesses like that, Craig. There's gonna be some restaurants that fall out the bottom end, absolutely. Uh, restaurants a risky business to begin with, but there's gonna be some restaurants that are gonna fall out and there's gonna be uh, some hotels that are gonna be challenged to survive. Karen Ayala, um, from the health perspective, are we seeing the beginnings of what, you know, we keep using that term, the new normal but are we settling into a new normal now? And, and what's it gonna look like? We have uh, probably about two minutes left. So um, again, that crystal ball would be helpful right now. Um, I, I, I don't get a sense that we're settling in. I still get a very um, high degree of angst from people. Um, and I think probably it will take through a, through a season. Right now we're certainly feeling that with the schools and. Um, return to education. So um, I, I, think, I think perhaps we're in the very early stages of realizing that there are some things that we're going, that are going to be changed forever. Um, but, but as um, human beings, we don't give up on um, holding, holding on tight to our traditions and um, our, our habits. And so um, I would say I would say we're we're coming along, but but it is not an easy journey. And Craig Battle, we've got about a, a minute more, but. 
for business, I'm thinking that people are already thinking about, uh, the entrepreneurs are already thinking about what a new normal is going to be. And what are we going to see in your, in the business community that's going to be always different? Um, again, I, I don't want to do the crystal ball, but I think that if you were prognosticating on this, Craig, remote, remote work is going to become, whether you call it the new normal, but it's certainly going to become part of a new approach to work. Um, I was on the phone with law firms last week, depositions being taken over Zoom, and yeah, Chairman Larson working from home. I, I truly think that, as Karen pointed out, people crave interaction and people want to be around other people, but I think businesses are realizing that there is efficiencies to be gained through a remote working approach, and I don't think you're going to see all of the businesses that have sent all of their people into the remote work environment tell all their people once there's a vaccine or once we're post-pandemic, whatever that means, I don't think you're going to see those businesses telling their people, come on back to the office, we're going back to how it used to be. Businesses are in business to make money. This unfortunately has shown businesses that remote working can generate more profit for the business. E-commerce and everything else, that's the, that's the path. That's the future. That is Greg Bedelov, president of Choose DuPage. Thank you very much. And thanks also to DuPage County Health Director Karen Ayala and DuPage County Board Member Bob Larson for spending this time with us. Uh, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at wbbmnewsradio.com. Just follow the podcast links. You can, you can also find our podcast on radio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of that issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.